Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Pick that time, you black son bitch. Daddy was a Klansman of Southern Democrat. Long white sheets and funny looking ass singing. Saw on the song of the South. Whip a nigger's ass and burn his house. Gone, gone with the wind. Ain't no nigger talking back again. That's, that's Southern, that's Southern Middle Tennessee. That's a southern middle Tennessee accent here, sort of like around Pulaski, Tennessee. <laughs> For those of you from overseas. <laughs> oh, heck. All right, let me see. Hush! Thumbs up and bitching. I, you know, first time I went ahead and wiped her ass, and now she's just all full of vim and vigor, ain't she? Alrighty. That poopy dog will probably be knocking that door open here, like he's a little black elephant here. We have plenty. We have. We certainly have plenty, plenty of oh, people with energy here at the Winstead household. Hello, I'm George Decay, and mischievous Pizzer Possum are not welcomed in these parts. You're listening to Pastor Lindsay's The Movement Turd. Pastor Winston, Aryan man, with an Armageddon plan. Derail, drugs, railroad train. Want to kill all the Jews, and a lot of Wiggers too. He has a psycho, Aryan non Wigger brain. Martin had a wife, he loved all his life. Poor grandkids, they are so brave. Destroying dog caught his eye, and fish off dog wise, and putting dog Babylon in his grave. It was on any weekday night, when the views lie that stays right, he pissed on damn kind claims. And the wigger chap with the shout, them stupid fucking louts, that Pope Marty done hits at what he aims. Martin had a wife, he loved all his life. 
For grandkids, they are so brave. The historians are caught as I. And bishops are wise and pulling of Babylon in his grave. <laughs> It was on any weekday night when the pastor is at home talking to Christ's family tree. When along comes dirty Jew and a zogling wigger or two, making they's ass whooping necessary. Martin had a wife, he loved all his life. For grandkids, they are so brave. Destroy his own kind of eye and face your own lies and pulling strong Babylon in his grave. <laughs> Well, the ass hold these breath when they hear a pastor's death. They wonder why he don't pocket lie. It was dirty pisser possums and all the Satan's mamsers that want to take him down on the sly. Martin had a wife he loved all his life. For grandkids, they are so brave. Destroying of caught his eye, and these dogs are lies, and putting dogs Babylon in his grave. <laughs> Iron Man or something like that. Why? Guess what? Here, 
back in the days when I was the Fidel Castro, well, some people say I still am, of Talks to You. Why, there was one show, uh, number 46, uh, when old niggerless Brian Real called in. I've been reviewing that quite a bit. He calls me a child molester five times here. And, uh, old Nigger Lips called in on number 46 of the 28th of November, 2010. You know, the golden age of Jewry Springer talks to you here. That's what it was. But anyway, uh, I was I was looking at old Hillary. I was looking at Hillary. And I, I don't know if she's going to like this here, but, you know, folks, Hillary, you know, really, for, for, you know, for being an evil, evil super bitch, super bitch, super bitch, you know, she, I mean, you know, you know they're, they're doing something with some little young twat called Supergirl here. Well, she ought to be super bitch, the super bitch. I mean, you know, sort of like a big old pterodactyl. There. Call, call, call. But old Hillary. Well, Hillary is just like old Donald Trump. Uh, you know, Donald Trump, I mean, heck, she may have out-Trump Trump here. I mean, you know, really, this, you know, I, I was just sort of thinking here. I mean, I told you a story I hear about how my brother caught him a crow, you know, in a squirrel trap. You know, and the, the crow, you know, he was just surrounded by about 20 hungry cats, and the, the bravest one went after him here, and he, took, you know, just picked up. You know, just went ahead and just reared back and picked out the big old hunk here, right betwixt the eyes of uh, old Calico, the kitty cat here, the best mouser, the best mouser on the farm. And, you know, spit it out, went back here, and you know, all the, you know, all the, all the cats here looked here. Well, folks, that was what that bitch Hillary was, you know, yesterday. I mean, she was, you know, I, I you know, I really loved the bitch. I really loved that bitch. But, folks, I mean, you've got to admire that evil cunt here. I mean, shoot. You know, she was just, she was just like the Terminator here. You know, I mean, really, really. Uh, American politics here has been just pretty well, pretty well taken over here by all manner, all manner of a little, of a little, little sort of quasi-male little pussies. Little quasi male little pussies and total fucking tars here, like the Democrat, like the Democrat debate here. You had old Lincoln Chaffee, he, he looked like a little goodbye. I'm there. Hello, I'd like to see you again. I mean, just like a total fucking tars here. And you know, this uh, other uh, other one here. I mean, shoot. You have old fucking Jews like Bernie Sanders and old evil you know, cuts like Hillary, and you'll have the Trump. And then people are they, you know, they're people of a totally, you know, the very beginning of the baby boom. And they are, you know, they are just determined, determined to get hold on to power. And folks, they just make, they just make little, you know, uh, little water drinking weasels here, little greaser weasels here, like uh, what, Marco, Marco Polio, Polio, Marco Rubio. Look like little, look like little stick dweebs or something like that. I mean, shoot. I mean, look, I really despise Hillary, but that bitch, that bitch played rope a dope for the rest here. And essentially, I mean, this is all it was here. Stupid bitch, stupid bitch, appoints a faggot. You know, points a faggot. You know, you know, a little fruit fly, a little fudge packer, little rump ranger. You know. A rump ranger who is you know, a real smart dweeb here to Libya, and they're running guns. They're running guns to Libyans and 
you know, what happens is that they use the excuse of a, a video to, uh, you know, red wild, but they, they go and they sodomize this here little, you know, this little faggot fruit fly here and kill three of his little, uh, you know, bodyguards here. They all, they all go down fighting and, you know, hey, you know, they got hold of the weapons, especially the lying bitch here. She don't trust anybody, so she got a she got a little uh, email server, and she's yapping to a kike, you know, named Blumenthal or something like that. And guess what? There's just a bunch of pissing and moaning. But, you know, really, really. You know, what comes down to it? Yes, she's a lying evil bitch. Yes, she's a lying sneaky cunt. Yes, she has no respect for you all. I mean, heck, but you know, I, I bet she would wear out, you know, I, when I was when I was young in engineering school, they had this here little motor with a dildo attached to it, and there was a skank. Oh, what a machine! What a machine! Oh, Hillary would wear out some of this reciprocating in, you know, reciprocating engine with a, you know, with an iron dildo here. You know, not even, you know, not even just, just burnished stainless steel. Oh, Hillary would wear out the dildo and two of the fucking machines here. No shit. No shit. I mean, it just proves that she is enduring evil. I mean, heck. I mean, I, I really, I mean, anybody, anybody, any white nationalist, any white supremacist here, any warlord here, you know, should be, you know, I mean, it would be a fucking sacred relic to have, you know, have the old, uh, have the inside, you know, have the, have the, you know, essentially the pussy, the pussy pelt, of that bitch Hillary. I mean, it would be, it would be, I mean, shit, you'd, you'd never have leather as soft but as hard, you know, long-wearing as old Hillary's. You know what I mean? She is a tough old hide. I mean, I, you know, I mean, shoot, I, I really, you know, I really, I really had to admire that bitch. You know what I mean? Hate the bitch, but admire, I mean, you know, halfway, you know, I mean, I, I look, I look, I look at her here, and I see Civil War Two, and a good deal of me says, yes, yes, bitch, yes, bitch. Oh, yes, take over here and rule, you know, and rule Zog with a twat of iron while it just goes ahead and everything rots together here. And so Hillary's clenching twat here is trying to keep it all together. But, I mean, shit, you got to really... You got to really sort of admire it, really. Really, it's so like a fucking force of nature. Like a twenty cane or something. I mean it is you know, it is something here. <laughs> so where am I at here? Uh, uh well that's true here. I mean heck. <laughs> She's a sort of critter. She's a sort of critter that you're firing a tow missile here, a wire guided missile here from a 113 here. One of them, one of them tow missiles from 1978 or 1979. The mill skank just reaches up, reaches up here and just catches it here, just squeezes, squeezes that old missile into oblivion. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. I mean, there's, there's, I, there's still parts here that are being broke up. Yeah. It was meant to take on a T seventy two battle tank here, but old old Hiller old Hillary's iron twat here is just sort of taking care of it. Anyway <laughs> Okay, <laughs> Well, heck, you wanted to, you know, I mean shoot. You won't hear this on Flesh Rimble. How's that here? You know, I will full flush, you know, poor little soft 
Oxycontin, Illstorton, Republicac, Old Flesh Rimblow. You know, I mean, I think, I think even that critter sort of has a sort of appreciation for the iron plot here, really. Maybe does it. So in any case here, uh, big, you know, Trump and Putin have big plans for America. Well, that's nice. That's nice. I mean, hell. I was, last night, I was just exhausted. I'd gotten about two hours sleep. I pulled an all-nighter and really didn't need to because what I did, what I did today is I wrote a 38 page, I mean, old nigger lips went ahead and wrote a nine page civil complaint. And what it moved, you know, the manager for mentor, Brian Real, wrote a nine page complaint. And essentially, he had the advantage because it was pretty well the same damn shit that he wrote that he wrote uh, in on April, well, before April uh, 2014. You know, but he took out the, the part about the DMCA here. He's claiming that I did him $25,000 worth of damage somehow. He sort of, he sort of, uh, you know, mute on that. But anyway, he was demanding that the uh, judge put a, what, a gag order, a prior restraint gag order, because he was hurt. And what, what it boiled down to is that uh, the federal magistrate, U.S. magistrate judge, uh, you know, uh, what Matthew J. Whitworth told me, you, you got to sort of, you know, he, he's, been help, he's been helping that little, you know, that little sword nigger. You know, he's not my friend. I think he's, I think he's seen Aryan Nation here. He's still, he's still scared because there's a retard named Stout here who got arrested. He was, he was a drunken retard, young drunken retard. And I need to go look at the Pacer account, see what happened to him. But Wednesday, Wednesday, I you know, pulled an all-nighter Tuesday night and then got about, oh, two, three hours sleep. Got up, got up, and here I am in Judge Selby's court here, and there's an evil bastard. And there's a reason he dislikes me, sort of like Lord Fakins of the uh, the Sixth Earl of uh, Tard here of Scotland, supposedly. Uh, you know, if you go ahead and you know, Google Kevin Lee Selby or Judge Kevin Lee Selby, S-E-L-B-Y, you will see stuff from 2004 about that evil little bastard. He's sort of like Brian Rio in a way. I think he's a monster myself. He's getting browner. He's getting browner and browner and browner every time I've seen him. And essentially, I went ahead and wrote for the second time that it was time for him to be, you know, removed from the case. And here he was. He sat, and every single time, I mean, with this character, this character is so fucking lawless. It's always, you know, I mean, you don't know what the hell is going to happen, and you're in, you're in the, you're in the vultures' lair, surrounded by other scared, you know, lawyer, weak lawyer vultures. I mean, shit, you know, I I could go ahead and take about a dozen of them out here with, uh, you know, with a, you know, with one swipe here or with a, with a full three fifty seven, you know, mag, you know, <laughs> magnum. 
Maybe line them up here, line them up here, and one boat would go ahead and get another. I don't know. There's something on PBS here, and they're dancing or something like that. I sort of like PBS. I sort of like PBS because the actors and dancers, uh, especially the women, there's something, there's something that you see on Craigslist, you know, under Craigslist skanks here. You know what I mean? So, heck, uh, you know, not supermodels, not super cute here. I mean, just ordinary Craigslist skanks here. And, uh, oh, music by Elton John, well, no wonder it looks sort of faggy. You know, I mean, Elton John has, you know, faggy music, you know, performed by critters, you know, by dancers that look like they came from uh, casual encounters on Craigslist. What, what what happens is that most of the ones on Craigslist here, they'll say that they're a Negress, but they will be blonde, blue-eyed, or something like that here. But sometimes a skank will actually, you, you probably think that it's a, real, it's a real picture because she's ugly. I went ahead and got a picture for Maggie Bale Bitch Butts here from, a, from old skank out of Springfield here. And she was mad because she got flagged here. And heck, I should say they should have got up that you know should have got up and took a picture here because it looked like she was squeezing you know there was a nigger here licking her pussy or something like that something something sort of something sort of uh, I mean either that or she had a bush like Madonna here you know what I mean but anyway I was looking at, I was looking at PBS here just so it's like that, that random flaw here in any case here where is the speaker pacer was the motor bit I don't know I haven't. I haven't been quick enough to, uh, well, do a YouTube video, and then I won't get around to putting the YouTube video up, and then I won't get around to sending out an email. So, heck, uh, Poopy Dog and Moner and a few other TARS are, you know, uh, they're not here. I mean, it's, it's, it's Nimbus TARS who are usually here, you know, you know, usually here having fun, doing whatever. So... In any case, I'm looking, okay, I'm looking at, uh, oh, hell, you, you had three DVDs of Benghazi. Oh, hell, five hours. Oh, my God. That's quite a bit. Anyway, where was I? I, uh... Well, here's Brian Real. And at the very end he asked he asked for a restraining order, a gag order. And uh you know, he asked for it this time because in on February thirteenth, twenty fifteen, I had uh you know, I knew I knew nigger lips, you know. I mean it's sort of like Selby here. It just burns his ass. Okay, I get back to Selby. Go in there, and there's what nine, ten lawyers. Uh, my sister's lawyers there, uh, my brother's lawyers there, and I'd write the four-page motion. I just take in the very front, you know, take the you know, pretty well cut out the middle. The central court in Missouri law, he signed an affidavit. The judge is this judge, whoever he is, is supposed to be gone. He's supposed to be removed from here in the case. Tell me, wouldn't be removed from the case. Is there anything new? I said, well, I cut off about, oh, there's, you know, there's eight less pages on it. No, no, anything new? I says, uh, well, I'm asking you, you know, to obey the law. You know, maybe that's a new concept to you. 
And he went ahead, and of course, you know, he he does not like me because ever since it crawled out of it crawled out of California, him and I have been at odds. He is very smart, you know, very smart lawyer. Well, he used to be the you know the Granby city attorney, and I had my first son-in-law. He you know he was getting a bogus ticket for something here, so I wrote a motion, and Selby refused to accept it. So in front of a packed crowd of sheep, you know, at the Grammy Municipal Court here, I just dropped on floor and said, crawl on your belly and get like a snake. You've been served. And what was, you know, I mean, he didn't really quite, you know, he didn't really quite know how to do here. This uh, this judge, I used to run for judge all the time here as opposed to mayor. He didn't know what to do. You know the uh, you know the uh, sheep here. They're like, oh, you can't talk to a lawyer like that. Well, watch me. The next day, he called up. Well, you were right. I said, of course, I was right. Folks, I, I've written I've written a bunch of legal papers, and sometimes I mean, you know, the only one the only one that I see was worth a shit here is Anton Scalia. He's a he's a he's a lying piece of shit wop. You know, a paper swap here. But in a lot of cases, he is right. Then they realize that he is, well, smart and shit. You know, John Roberts, he's a weasel. Most of the rest of them here, just a bunch of faggots here like Breyer and, you know, Jewesses and Wapuses and uh, Skankazoids or something like that here. But you go ahead and you look and you take a second look. And so here, you know, here he is. He's playing these real smart and shit. Well, there is something new. I said, oh, what do you think it is new this time? Well, you're asking me to, you know, you're asking me about this bond. I said, well, yes, we want, you know, you've caused, you've caused mischief. This is a hearing over bond, you know, essentially you forcing my sister to get a bond and they don't, you know, they don't want to do a bond because a bond involves having to deal with me. And even if it's only a bond for $50,000 on a $35,000 place, nobody in their right minds wants to have anything legally to do with me because, uh, hey, it means that, you know, this shit's going to go on and on and on and on, and my gums will be attached to your neck forever. He says, well, what happens is that we can solve that here. I says, well, we can solve it by you getting off this case. No. No, we'll talk about that. I mean, you do understand the purpose of the bond is to protect you. Well, no. Anything you you give has the very last thing to do with protecting me. They went ahead and says, well, uh, he went ahead and read, okay, the bond, you know, the bond can be waived. You know, see, he's going to dispense his own little Selby justice and show how wonderful he can be to me, who's under his thumb, or so to speak. And so I said, well, yeah, well, what the, well, I don't want a bond. There's no need for a bond. It's real estate. It's not going anywhere. You know, it's a farm worth 35000 and, oh, about maybe $2,000 worth of, oh, a lot, a lot uh, with three hovels, which are all falling in north of the main hovel. 
they went ahead and read it, and I, you know, I said, yeah, well, I hated, I hated saying yes to anything. Beth said, that's what I want done. Okay, I agreed. Susan was the deal. I said, my sister says, hey, she's t- she's tired of it. Mike's won. And uh, this Jew lawyer for Pig Oaks, you know, he agreed. So then we get back to getting him off here, and you know, he says, I'm not getting, I'm not going anywhere. So, so you're not going to. You're not going to step aside? I mean, I already sued in federal court. You know, you for not stepping aside, you and Perigo. No, I'm not stepping aside. And so you sure? He said, I already told you twice. I already told you twice I'm not stepping, you know, I'm not going anywhere. I said, well, I was sort of waiting. I was sort of waiting here for, you know, the cock to crow here, you know, for three times. So he said, you are getting very close to going someplace you don't like. And I didn't think of asking him because, yes, he was threatening me with contempt, you know, and essentially uh, I could handle the jail, but I hate the, I hate, live, I hate the nut house. I really did not like the nut house. Of course, they, I sort of wore on them too, and they don't really like me either. So we got out, and, you know, I got out of there, and shit, not in jail, not in the nut house. You know, I mean, I sort of, I didn't dawdle. I didn't dawdle when they, you know, stood adjourned here. I pretty well headed out real quick. Did not dawdle. So then went up, says, hey, he's disobeying the law, and uh, such I want Perigo. He's supposed to be the federal law, which this guy, if this guy refused to go, he's supposed to kick him out. Well, I'll go talk to Judge Perigo. So Thursday morning, I call up. He says, Judge Pergo says this is Judge Selby is elected official, and he, you know, he he can't tell an elected official what to do. I said, Oh, you, the judges do this all the time. Is he going to be the law or not? Well, no, he's not. He doesn't interpret that way. I said, Okay, no need to harangue the woman. I like her. I mean, she 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 likes me. That's unusual in a court clerk. Usually they just, oh, no, oh, no, I'm scared because he got, he's going to shoot me. He's going to go postal. I hate that. <laughs> so, uh, so, so anyway, I was working, I was working up motion here, and I'm plowing through the pages, answering them. All right? Let's see. Is there a court that's not, I mean, hell. Um, <laughs> They act like you're supposed to have respect for these evil bastards who are totally worthy of contempt. You know, that, you know, I mean, hell, if you don't have contempt, if you don't have contempt for a, for a Zog court, it's because you're contemptible yourself here. Uh, I mean, what this is about, what this is off the lawyers of the rest here is they see a man who just to skin them out. Who has no con- you know who has no respect for their contemptible system? So-called representative democracies, aka republics, they are more contemptible. They are more contemptible by far than a, than a than a direct democracy. They are far more contemptible, certainly, than a military dictatorship. Or a monarchy. 
because a so-called representative form of government means that you have absolutely, absolutely total power with minimum, absolute fucking minimum accountability and responsibility. That's what, that's exactly what a, uh, you know, that's exactly what a uh, representative so-called democracy is about. It's about them doing whatever the fuck they want to. And like what happened is that, oh no, you know, someone like, someone like Selby, well, hey, he meant well here, but you can't make him obey the law. Not until such time as you are there skinning him out. Can't make him behave until, you know, I mean, essentially until the nut cutting time. You know, comes here. You can't make him behave until that day comes. All right. Anyway, I was going to. I'm going to go ahead and look at old. I'm going to record the Charlie Rose show here. I think he's a Jew though. But and I, you know, I think I have more reasons. You know, I mean, I think he's as much of a Jew as that. There's Tonto who is spying on me somewhere. You know, I can sometimes spot Tonto. Tonto's always on my mind. Tonto's always on my mind. So, what? I'm going to have to get up and print out the whole bunch. Luckily, luckily, I got at sale, I got two new toner cartridges. And my Hewlett Packard 1020, 1020, I mean, heck, this was... Uh, you know, this was, uh, oh, when I was at the nut house, they were discontinuing them. You know, I mean, a very good, solid printer. As long as you have a toner cartridge, it'll last forever. Uh, hell, I bought, I'd Roxy buy me two of them, you know, going out on sale. And old Tonto, he was he was working, supposedly got $150,000 a year, and old red nigger Tonto uh, was so fucked up here that he didn't have any money to buy, to buy one of them printers, so... I had Roxy send him some money to buy, well, to buy a 1020p uh, Hewlett Packard printer as well here. So, you know, spent 100 bucks on Tonto, even though he's making, according to him, $150,000 a year. I think that was bullshit. I think he's probably making $60,000, $70,000 a year. But it don't really matter for you. I mean, hell, old Tonto can run through $100,000 less than five bucks here. You know, no questions asked. I mean, he's worse. He's worse than a Baltimore nigger and a Pine Ridge red nigger. Old Tonto is. So where was I here? Uh, I'm, I'm I'm sort of kicked back looking at the looking at the OPT. I, I I usually what I'll do is I'll go ahead and look at news channel. Oh, I miss I miss Rachel Madsau. It's miss Rachel Madsau, but. She'll be on again. She was inter, you know, he, she was interviewing supposedly the, the Lesbokikis. You know, Rachel Matthau, the smart, they're sort of smart here. Now, folks, if, you know, I mean, you go ahead and you see pictures of the Holocaust to where you would have these Jew whores here and these SS men supposedly were fucking these Jew whores, then if they got knocked up, knocking over the head here, you know what I mean? I mean, uh, heck, I, I have had I have had improper thoughts. I've had improper 
swindlers, sort of swindlers list. Amen. Amen. Get thoughts here. You know what I mean? I love, I love, I love watching swindlers. List. I, I don't know if you've ever seen, you know, you ever see a first-person shooter video game like Doom or Castle Wolfenstein here? Well, it's sort of like that here, but <laughs> you're just you're just reliving yourself as Emmett Get here. You know what I mean? You're you're shooting <laughs> you're just shooting Jews from the fuck, you know, you're shooting Schlacker Jews for the fuck of it here because you can't. You know what I mean? And there ain't nothing that damn fucking Jews can do about it. You know, so you go ahead, you see a Jew, a tired Jew here, you know, try to get worked out of Jews, try to like get worked out of a nigger here. And essentially, here he is at the munitions plant here. And hell, you know, they're just slacking off here. You see one or two slacking off here. So what you do is you get out the old, you go go ahead and get out the old Mauser car 98 here with a scope here, and you, you, you're going to go ahead and shoot the first slacking Jew, and they're, they're all screaming and running here, and then you, you, know, you go ahead and bang, you know, you're a good shot, and you, you go ahead and you go the other slacking you know, Jew. By this time, he's running around with the other Jew, like, you know, like an anthill or a chicken with his head cut off, and you go, bang, you go ahead and shoot the other Jew that you knew was lacking here, even though it don't really matter here, but you go ahead, bang, and you go ahead and then you shoot another, they're screaming and yelling and darting around here, because, well, they, they sort of, they sort of know what time it is. <laughs> it ain't how to get each other. Bang! You go ahead and shoot another one. And bang! You go ahead and shoot another one. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, I love, I love watching Swindler's List. I mean, shoot. Good uh, you know, thing it's on a DVD here. Because it was on a VCR tape. It'd be in the same shape as my mother's... Uh, VHS tapes were of Lawrence Welkman went in save here from PBS here. In case here, uh, <laughs> uh, okay. Well, I, you know, if you could make what you call Swindler's Left here to where you're aiming guilt and you're shooting Jews here. You know what I mean? <laughs> and what happens is running around, you know, you know, essentially it calls for clean eyesight and really good memory as well. <laughs> You know, I mean, sure, usually, usually, I may be milling around. He just shoot him dead with one shot or something like that. Now, sometimes he'll just wound one and they put another one in here. But you know, heck, that's you know, that's up to you as to whether or not. I mean, what the heck? What the heck would a Jew do at Bernard Belser? Where the hell was? I forget where the hell it was at here. What campus? Soldier Bar or whatever here. You know, I mean. Uh, what difference, you know? What you know? What difference does it make? Now, folks, uh, what they what they did is that they when they liberated Dachau, you know, they uh, you know, and they were going to go and yap about the Holocaust. Essentially, uh, they really couldn't use the you know the so-called concentration camps because Hitler got it from a you know from a book he read about how the British had treated the Boer women and children. During the Boer War, you know how they all put them up in a concentration camp, and he said, "Well, shit, that's a good idea to put these damn Jews and homos and faggots and uh, you know mat toys or something like that here. You 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 put them where you keep an eye on them, and get them to do some useful work. You know, even Jews here. I mean, uh, it really, 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 really. Jews treated or Germans treated Jews a lot better than what they should up here. You know, they were trying." 
they're trying just like American Southerners. They're trying to get work out of you know, a Nazi trying to get work out of a Jew. It's sort of like a Southerner, a plantation owner trying to get work out of a nigger. When it comes down to it, I mean, shoot, it, you, you end up thinking of them as your property, and then you don't want to shoot them. You know what I mean? You know, that's what I was thinking is why, you know, why white South Dakotas like myself are far more racist, far more exterminationist here than Southerners, you know, with niggers. And the answer is that you never could train a damp Sioux or Cheyenne Indian to do anything useful. You just couldn't train them here. I mean, you killed them. You either killed them or you left them be. But they would not. They would not pick corn or cotton or anything with the shit here. I mean, maybe they could pick grasshoppers, but what the fuck you need with grasshoppers here? No. Eat buffalo shit and buffalo guts or whatever. Yeah, they could do that, but there's nothing useful to it here. So really, they never made good slaves. So you might as well kill them here. Whereas Southerners. Why they could get niggers to work if they really set you know, set a hybrid nigger overseer to do the job. <laughs> old old Bass and Tom Jefferson here. Why, hey, he loved his niggers and some more than others here. But I mean, really, he's sort of like cunt hair walrus here. He, but you know, he just you know, he looks at me in horror when I suggested Dylan Roof had a point here. You know, just gun down nine niggers. Gun down nine niggers there in hell. And he just can't help but think, oh, my God, I I could make them niggers do something useful here. I, I could have, you know, what happens is that the, you know, in the deep south, the black belt of Alabama, why, what happens is that all they had to do, you know, I could get them voluntarily to go ahead and pick cotton for about four or five hours here in the early morning here and then with a long break at noon and with fried chicken and, you know, ice-cold watermelon here and niggers would just do it because the darkies, it's summer, the darkies are gay. This was back before, well, they they always were sort of gay, but, you know, no, I mean, (laughs) anyway, I mean, a southerner, a southerner will look upon a nigger as a critter, they can get to work. And that's why Germans, that's why Germans were soft on Jews here. They always sort of, they always sort of looked, they knew, they, they, in one part of their mind, they knew the Jews were the spawn of Satan, and you had to go ahead and just, you know, you wasn't safe until they were all fucking dead. You know, because Jews, Jews and niggers look upon whites, you know, the same way. You know, they're scared shitless of the white man. And the only way, you know, the only way you can, the only way you can keep their hatred from working to you is you make sure that their fear outweighs their uh, hatred by a factor of at least two to one. The Germans, I mean, that's the impression I get, is that yes, we'll shoot a few, but uh, hey, we can go ahead and get them to do something useful, like work at the V1 rocket plant or, uh, you know, uh, help build Tiger tanks here, because they're so smart, them little kids are. Yes, but they're turning little rat bastards too. You gotta realize that. And, and, and folks, it's just safer. It's just safer. It's just safer just to shoot them. I mean, a nine millimeter bullet. Why? Well, yes, you can say, well, I, if I would go ahead and make that two work, you can make a million nine millimeter bullets for me here. Now, 
we're getting Rachel Madsau. So I missed Rachel Madsau interviewing that evil cunt, you know, old leather cunt, you know, Hillary Clinton. Okay? So... <laughs> <laughs> Throw them down the well, yes, but it takes money to dig a well here. I mean, uh, I mean, you uh, Eastern Europeans, you 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 have a lack of something. You have a lack of buzzards. You know, <laughs> you know, where is it? America? In America, we have coyotes that we carry it too. Hey, <laughs> Let's see. Uh, so, where was I? Where was I here? So, anyway, I got out of that. And so, answering sword niggers bullshit, what it boils down to, sword nigger put up the same stupid shit, even though he's told not to, from 2010. And then the goofy bastard, the only new thing is he's bitching because I put up I put up the, uh, well, I simply put up on my web page the stuff from March to July of 2015, which involves me and the judge and, you know, essentially me mainly, answering Brian Reel's bullshit. Oh, you are so mean. It hurt my little feelings. And the little critter. Dared to ask for a fucking gag order. Could have wanted a gag order. Well, folks, I went ahead and looked at the, you know, I have a Black's Law Dictionary back from 1996 when I was, you know, first filing these federal lawsuits. I had six of them. You know, they all got dismissed. Within five years, the first one lasted the longest. It lasted damn near five years. This is back in days when you could file informed papers on about anything if you didn't have too much money, and I didn't have too much money. So here I am. Here I am. I'm I'm looking at this you know, what, the ninth or tenth or you know, the nineteen the nineteen ninety edition of Black's Law Dictionary. They print out every ought. And I looked at prior restraint, along with uh, old nigger lips. You know, common law version of privacy. Nevertheless, believes that he has a he has a as right to privacy as long as he gets to violate mine anytime he wants to. Anybody else's anytime he wants to. So anyway, I go ahead and look, and there was a case called Near versus Minnesota. And folks, it was just like today. You know, this guy named Jay Near. He was a racist. He hated niggers. But more than that, he hated Jews. And even more than that, he hated crooked ass you know, he, he hated crooked ass licking politicians who enabled Jews and gangsters and niggers to run wild. So he had a he had a newspaper where he was talking about this Hennepin, you know, county prostitute who went on to become a three time governor of Minnesota of being a bunch of well, butt boys for Jew gangsters. And the Minnesota Supreme Court had a shit fit for it. They said, oh, this law will be passed in 1925 to keep up the assholes like you. Says you can't be seditiously libeling our so-called sellout, cocksucker, piece of shit uh, politicians and attorneys. You can't do that. 
Well, he was he was teamed with another unruly character who had already been successfully sued for criminal libel. That's what they call. It. By the way, by the way, the uh, British removed the criminal libel uh, bullshit in two, as late as 2006. It's no longer on the you know the laws of the Queen. So, in any case, here it is. Here it is. And he, he, he's daring right about what a bunch of crooked bastards are running around Minneapolis, St. Paul, uh, you know, enabling, enabling Jew criminals to run wild. And they go in front of a bunch of fucking lawyers, sort of like proto Selby's here in 1931. And they're saying, oh, no, this is against our law, but we may not. Well, guess what? Those who are in power make the laws. The laws, whatever the people in power say it is. So guess what? They got a gag order. They called it the Minnesota gag order. That's what they called it. You know, prior restraints, because on the basis of what you'd already written about somebody who you didn't like, we're this bastard. You know, a little nigger Jew, you know, a little nigger Jew, unibrow, man's are from men or faggot. <laughs> and, you know, it was just like 1930 fucking war again. Oh, no! He's making my man crazy with frustration! Well, nothing really much has changed from 1931 except that he went a second time. He just kept on printing whatever the fuck he wants to print. He's going to print, just like this show. The movement turret has been has been taken down by old crying line Brian Eli or James here before. Really has. This is the second incursion of the movement turret, also known as the Dick Dick Show, with your host Dick Wilney. <laughs> Oh, heck, Ed, this hour of great tribulation. It was literally just shut off in mid-sentence by old nigger lips calling in to the powers of old Logan, uh, let me see, Bruce Pringlemeyer, Jew boy, of Talks Jew. You know, it was the Logan, which has a little, you see a Logan with two little asterisks behind it? Oh, fuck, fuck, fuck. You might as well just end the show. I'm, I'm so I'm so happy I'm so happy I'm so happy and fucking gay Oh you're so pretty I'm so pretty That's what you better go to here <laughs> Anyway old nigger lips had me shut down in what late February what twenty sixth twenty seventh twenty eighth of two thousand eleven Hell he was he was chasing me across from across town talk, no less. So anyway, here he was, begging for a restraining order. I pointed out, is that guess what? Richard Nixon wasn't able to get a restraining order from the New York Times. Why does Nigger Lips get a restraining order from the Lake County Court of Common Pleas? That just goes to show Nigger Lips is not on the up and up. Oh, which, yeah, anybody could have told you that. So, in any case, 
I was up and I finished it, and I got done. I got done around, oh, 3 o'clock and 38 fucking pages. I should have just simply said, hey, look, folks, uh, you know, this, this case is bullshit. You know, he's asked for a, a, a prior, you know, prior restraint gag order. So he lost the federal court. He's bringing up the same shit that he lost with, and the only new thing he's flying about this libelous is something that you can still pull up from Pacer except for item number 24. He's mad because I put that up here. You know, where I went in, Sue Finkel, she knew me, liar, and about 22 other, 40 other tarts here. So that's what I'm going to do tomorrow. I'm going to print up because I, I mailed out Priority mail cost me $19.99. But supposedly it's supposed to be at Near Lips' door tomorrow. Near Lips and Cry, you know, old uh, Sword Mamser Sr. And hey, they can sign for it or not, don't really matter. But the uh, priority mail, it should get there Monday or Tuesday. You know, I have three days after I, you know, serve old Sword Mamser with my response. But tomorrow morning, I'll get up around oh seven, eight, or 9, and I bought these here little clips because, let me see, I have, a, I have 38 pages plus 12 pages from civil complaint number one in the Northern District of Ohio. And then I have, what, a seven-page docket sheet and one page of, called Pray for My Success where a nigger lips asks, you know, all the Finkelsheimites to pray for nigger lip success in ruining and impoverishing me and rendering me destitute because I have been, I am the wicked one of Missouri who has, who has blasphemed the mighty Finkelsheim Jew boy and nigger lips. Boo-hoo-hoo, boo-hoo-hoo, boo-hoo-hoo. So, folks, I feel, I feel like I have, you know, I don't know how, how a woman who is, squeezed out of baby feels here. I can make the same thing. You know, I, I do know how it feels to go ahead and squeeze out a turd that you've been trying to squeeze out for the past two days here and you finally get it passed through here. Ah, you need to do that. So anyway, I'm going to go ahead and I'm listening to Charlie Rosenfeld or whatever his real name is here. You know, the Jew boy, and he's talking to another little oily little Jew or Mamzer you know, uh, butt liquor or Hillary, you know, on this uh, convention. Yeah, the nigger, he was, uh, nigger, he was uh, bitching, you know, Nick Cummins here, bitch, 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 about politics. Well, if I'd been on the select committee, I'd just said, yeah, you know, Hillary, you speak, you, you, uh, you know, you put a, you put a little faggot in charge in Libya where they don't really like that shit here. And then, and then, uh, when uh, you're busy talking to Jew boy here, you didn't have time to, uh, Give them more security. Maybe you want the, you know, maybe you want them dead because essentially you're running, you're running uh, anti-aircraft missiles, stinger <laughs> missiles to the fucking uh, jihadis here, the ragheads, you know, and you didn't want to get caught. So hey, uh, it's fucked up here because of your stupid evil cunt shit. So anyway, I, I said, hey, look, folks, let's play politics. You know, let's just go ahead and impeach Obongo and shut down the fucking government, and one, among other things, we make sure that there is no fucking food stamp for niggers. Yep. And then we'll go ahead and we will let you 
liberal wigger ass clowns learn about the true fucking joys of diversity. Yeah, that'll you'll go ahead and learn the hot way, well, the hard way here uh, about what happens when hungry niggers, when hungry niggers are breaking through your front door and busting in your window here to go ahead and fuck you, your wife, and your daughter up the ass and the mangina here real fucking quick here, and then they go ahead and, uh, you know, there's not enough canned goods in the house, so they go ahead and uh, have you for breakfast, lunch, dinner, and maybe another breakfast or two here. So, hey, uh, you liberal winger faggots here will learn the hard way about niggers, all right? Yeah, and you won't have time. You won't have time for you to learn that like you would in an army barracks or a uh, or a house or a jail cell. So anyway, folks, I'm going to take about a four or five minute break, and we will we will be back here. You know, I'm, I'm giving you at least about damn near an hour or so monologue. Hell, victory. Fifty six minutes anyway. Ah. <laughs> why was why would I sue Kyle Cut here? Fuck, I, I was actually suing Nigger Lips. Nigger Lips suing me.
Did what? Oh, no. She ran off with another guy. She didn't even say goodbye. She'll never find a love like mine or bigger. She took my Stevie and my stereo. She wrote a check for all my dough. But to top it off, she ran off with a nigger. She ran off with a nigger. Six foot eight inch bucks. Got a big truck for, got his name on the door. And all I could say was, well, fuck! Crying out loud, why'd she do me this way? If I ever had a gun, I'd pull the trigger. She took my car that I just paid for and went off with a nigger. It really came as quite a surprise to the failure in her life. Some knew that it would happen, and it did. Let that be said, I told you so. It was a heart, and now I know Tonto never should have married that black little bitch anyway. She ran off with a nigger, a six-foot-eight-inch buck. He drives a pink Mark IV, got his name on the door. And all I could say was, well, fuck, crying out loud, why'd she do me this way? If I ever had a gun, I'd pull the trigger. She took my car that I just paid for and went off with a nigger. Oh, she took my heart and he tore it apart when she ran off with a nigger. Oh, right here. Okay. I've already heard that song at Crazy Clarence's. He sort of looked like Willie Willie uh, Nelson here. He wasn't quite as talented, but he wasn't too bad anyway here. Uh, he was. Uh, there was a period, there was a period of two years where he opened up, this was in the age of gains, he opened up a rubber glove factory, and it didn't work out, so he went back to, uh, he went back to, uh, you know, call it Crazy Clarence's, and, you know, had a bar, and you used to have dancing, you know, I, me and Roxy would go out there, and on dancing, she, 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 she just loved hang on swoopy here, I mean, you know, it was, uh, heck, it was back when... Hell, I was, what, 29 when I first took up with her? And Roxy's two years older than me, you know, last four days. So, hey, we had some fine old times here. You know, and sometimes we take a little fat ass here. You know, but she wasn't allowed to drink any beer. But, uh, you know, we usually, you know, hey, we go up there for, you know, dinner and dancing, especially, you know, I mean, outing there for about, oh, four or five hours would cost, oh, about maybe 10 bucks, 15 bucks, something like that. Wasn't bad. Wasn't bad at all. 
Okay. Anyway, <laughs> uh, I, I I downloaded that song along with the Johnny Reb, you know, the Johnny Reb songs or something like that. <laughs> In any case, uh, you know, I didn't I didn't listen to Howl Howl Turner, you know, and maybe Mona will come back here. Maybe Mona will come back. Mona, I hope Mona's doing okay. Uh, I think Dewey's doing okay. Uh, you know his daughter. You know he uh, he had a whole bunch of his you know uh, new Dixie translations, and I think I think his translation you know from the well from you know using the uh, oh using the uh, concordance. I think they're wonderful. They're very clear. What I get annoyed at when I get on the show is they got to they got to you know create the reincarnation and the no free will uh, wherever the hell it was. He was doing Romans chapter 6. Well, no. If you're talking about shall we sin that grace may be abound, talks like choice to me. And then the rest of the show, you'll end up having his daughters, and I like his daughters. They're good girls. But, uh, you know, so I, I go in there and I ask how Dewey's doing. And so I like Dewey, but I do not like do not agree with what he preaches. I do like him. I do like, uh, you know, I like his family here. Dude, he's a learned man here. You know, and you had old, uh, you had uh, what Russ Walker and uh, Johnny Tonto Britton and R. D. Bradshaw. This Wheelos uh, Redskin, you know, red nigger, uh, you know, Pentecostal linthead who thinks he's a Talmudist. You know, who's uh, supposedly out. Out around you anyway. He's working for the CIA. <laughs> Went to see Yair Davidy. Oh, I could have seen him if I wanted to. I just didn't want to. Well, why? Then why sit around Cyprus waiting to see him? Well, you knew who Yair Davidy was, a Jew, an Australian Jew. He liked hanging around the uh, Christian identity people here. Does not like me because in 1998. Uh, when Willie Martin was around here, why? Oh, don't you know that Ephraim, you know Ephraim and uh, Ephraim and uh, Ephraim and Judah will get to back, you know, together again. It says so in the Bible. I said, yes, it says so in the Bible. But you are not Judah, even if we may be Esau. You damn, you know, you damn Kazarkite. Well, he's a half Kazarkite. His daddy, his daddy was a goyim. His mother was a was a yenta was a yentus. You know, his mother was a Jewess. And I remember around two thousand, him, Yer Davidy, and another another tard back in the days of Yahoo, you know, Yahoo Google groups. Now it's now it's uh, now it's Google groups. It used to be Yahoo groups because I think Google bought you know bought out Yahoo. But now it's Google groups. It, then it, you know, and before that was Yahoo groups. And then before that, it was uh, e-groups. You know, this was way back, 1997. You know, the Internet is a pup, man. Internet 1.0. And, uh, heck, uh, you know, there's this idiot called Rich, you know, Rich uh, Flick here. He's trying to get in with the APFN, American Patriot Facts Network. And guess who he has? Guess who he has moderating on the left? None other than John Perna, a.k.a. Perna Lennon, a.k.a. the practitioner of Perna's gay-friendly, you know, South Carolina, 
uh, chicken ranch. Yeah, I, I bet he has. I bet he has Lindsey Graham uh, <laughs> over on weekends. <laughs> oh, oh, Perna. Oh, Perna was a little jubilant here. Uh, Perna got all mad because old Hengist went, and there was this woman named Jenny. And she was looking around, and you know, she you know typed up even that day here way back. Alta Vista used to be the you know search engine. Now it's gone. We've been gone a long time. It was better than uh, Yahoo uh, search or something like that. And she took, looked it up here and came up a search here. Came that Perna was the manager of uh, you know of not only a motel in Columbia, South Carolina, but two. Two on uh, Lake Crockett, you know, in uh, South Carolina. And guess what? They were gay preferred, which meant that you know the faggots in what two thousand, you know, in what two thousand, uh, you know, two thousand dollars, you know, paid eighty dollars. I mean, the usual rent was what fifty, sixty bucks here. He was able to charge eighty because they were gay preferred. It was advertised in this gay magazine, Gay Preferred. So we just got down on, you know, Perna's chi- We call it Perna's Chicken Ranch here. I call them Perna Lennon. Uh, <laughs> hey, yeah, Rich Flick here having Perna. You know, another character who showed up for a while. Uh, he's on Truth Dig. His name is uh, Dick Eastman. We used to call him Dick Ye- We used to call him Yeast Dickman. <laughs> He was, sort of, he was sort of a he was sort of a uh, he was sort of a liberal wigger. Oh, I used to I used to ridicule the hell out of liberal wiggers, Jews, uh, fucktards. I uh, may wiggers mainly. I I'm especially near to wiggers. I even have been to Jew boys. <laughs> you know, occasionally what what you do is I was looking. I was looking oh about a week or two ago. I was looking for. I was looking for an article from 1998 by this bitch named Claire the Ducal Wolf. She's a libertine cunt here who uh, supposes a great 101 things to do to the revolution. Well, she she had she had recommended you know Modern Militiaman's Internet Gazette. That's what that's when I came into is is through the militia. And what I did is I took these emails. And gathered them together, and you know, had a web page. And some of it was pretty. Some of it was pretty. Usually, I would have an article trashing out the constipation, and then another article about militia, oh, running a modern militiaman. And in response to Red Mike Vanderkyke and a few others, I wrote an article called "There Ain't No Such Thing as a Constipational Militia." And the point I was you know, saying is the precious constitutions did away with private groupings or private armies or essentially the original militias, which was essentially just a bunch of racist white people gathering together in groups of less than a dozen, usually run by a Christian identity or clan or both military vet in rural areas. And then here come these tards, you know, at Kansas City and St. Louis and Missouri, and they want to form a constitutional militia. And in the case of the first Missouri volunteers, they want to talk to the FBI, and they don't need 
you know, characters like me who, you know, previously they got along just fine, but now they couldn't get along with people like me. Oh, no, he really is a racist kid. He's one of these Christian advancing maniacs here from southwest Missouri here. You know, the Ozarks, oh, good Lord. The Ozarks are filled with people like that, but he's especially racist. So they kicked us out, and then guess what? They're, you know, the FBI is worried about Y2K off coming in, and so now they want to know what people like me who supposedly got kicked. They didn't really kick me out. I was never under their thumb to begin with. But where was I? Uh, what they would do is that it, his heyday was probably March 1995. And everybody was wanting to join, and we went to Kansas City to open up the first Missouri Volunteers. You know, the, the 24th Missouri Militia went up there. The first, you know, the uh, the 51st Militia at Kansas City, they went up there in their car. So I'm, I'm going in. Uh, I don't have that good of a car, so all I have to do is make it to uh, all I have to do is make it to uh, oh Springfield. I have a good enough car to get to Springfield. So then they. Uh, Essentially, we ride on up there, and I see this man, woman I've never seen before, and they are in some damn sort of steel gray fatigues. They're not BVUs, fatigues. And, what, you know, the man's dressed up as a captain. His wife is dressed up as a first lieutenant. Did you ever see these people before? So I go in and ask them about it. Oh, how much do you pay for the uniform? Oh, $65 a piece, but we get all this here, uh, what we call PX wear. I said, well, what kind of gun do you got? Yeah, you have an SK, of course, don't you? Well, no. Okay, do you have a, you know, I have an FKS? Do you have, what, do you have a bolt action rifle? No. no. A 22? No. Not even 22? No. Do you have a 38 pistol? Well, we're thinking of getting one. Uh, yeah, they didn't even have a fucking 12 gauge shotgun. And I'm annoyed because at that time you could have got an FKS, you know, a chink mate. The, the, chink, the chink army surplus was a better gun than the. $85, what I called the tourist SK. You know, essentially had prettier looking wood. It wasn't, it wasn't essentially some sort of, probably elves, all I know here, just, dead, you know, just simply with oil stock with a, with a bunch of cheap orange plastic paint here, day glow orange plastic paint here. Right? It was just good for deer hunting. I mean, you, you could just wear it, you know, against your orange vest here, no big deal. I'd chip off like crazy and you'd be down to the, uh, you know, because essentially it wouldn't stick on that oil wood. But, you know, the, the one that had oil wood with the cheap plastic chippable paint here was actually Chink Army Surplus here that they issued out to some peasant for about, oh, a number of years and then reconditioned to sell. You know, they made billions of them. Billions of rounds of Chink, of a Chink, lead, lead, and... Uh, essentially not lead core, but hard lead core, uh, surrounded by a thick steel jacket, and uh, essentially it didn't have no brass, except maybe with the primers. It was a Bairdan primer, which meant that it wasn't really meant to be reloaded. But guess what? You could buy a round for that for a dime. About 1,000, why? 1,000? 1,000 rounds for $70, SKSs for 65 the tourist made SKS for 85, and my friend, who had never been in the Army, bought 
bought a scope for it for another 50 bucks. I said, shit. Your scope mount is good, but jam chink scope is not worth a fuck. I mean, an SKS is not a sniper rifle. It will, if you have some fairly good Remington deer loads here, the ones with the soft point here, so essentially the Remington deer loads here, with the soft point here, well, you can maybe get it to about a three-inch group at 100 yards. An SKS is not a fucking sniper rifle. It's spray and prey, but not as much spray as an AK, okay? It's... Uh, <laughs> and the Chiefs want, like, they have big old 10-man you know, squads, and only one of them has a real machine gun, and he is an assistant gunner. They don't have any mortar support. They don't have anything else. I mean, essentially, it's just a chink peasant army thing, and that's what the SKS was made for. It was made by. It was made by. Uh, it was made before the AK-47. It was made in, uh, you know, uh, 1946. Some were issued out, but most of them weren't here. The Russian one has a pot metal uh, different saber. It's a, it's a prettier-looking gun, but it's a cheap message. Essentially, it's made from steel stampings like the AK-47, but they won full automatic. Capability full automatic. The chinks got hold of that and said, hey, we don't need, we don't need these uh, chink soldiers uh, you know, essentially going ahead and going through ammunition like crazy. We got more chinks than we got ammunition here. Let's just go ahead and issue out that SKS. And they use the SKS as their official battle rifle. At least, you know, at least uh, up to, I don't know, maybe they still use it. I don't know. The chinks don't really innovate anything here, but once they get it, they take something that is useful and make it work forever. So in any case, uh, you know, didn't you have a freaking 65, you know, at least spent $65 for two, you know, a piece for two freaking uniforms and didn't even have a fucking gun among them? I was sort of a little disgusted with that. So I wrote an article called The Unhung Gorilla. Maybe someday I'll put it up again. So about the Geneva Convention and all that. Of course, Saul and Babylon doesn't obey the Geneva Convention. Uh, oh, by the way, Jim, Jim, he's all pissy. He's all pissy because Trump made fun of his retard brother, Dumbia. My brother kept us safe. Well, yes. Why heck? If you are, if you <laughs> if you were the guy up here, you know you didn't get you didn't get the news like the Jew boys did. You didn't get the news like the Jew boys did here, and something great was going to happen. So here you are at the Twin Towers, which usually have Jews like maggots on you know you know in a, you know in a uh, what in a uh, in a dog turd. You know what I mean? <laughs> A soft dog turd. Uh, I mean, sure, usually where there's money involved, them that you think Jews, you know, Jews would be like fucking maggots, you'd be all over. But no Jews were killed at you know Twin Towers of 9/11 here supposedly. At least that's what the duck says, David the duck. So where was I here? Uh, I, I I just got, got annoyed here, and we went up there to uh, you know to St. Louis, and they had a bunch of wiggers. Uh, and you actually had some state representatives. They were trying to, you know, ride the parade too, just like politicians. A politician is sort of like a sci-fi favor or a bowel movement leader. Whenever there's a, you know, they they will 
hang around parades. They'll hang around a you know, they'll you know, hang around parades and rush for the bandwagon. They want to lead. They want to lead the parade. <laughs> oh, by the way, Doug Hall was in there, and he left me a scathing. Okay, he's a he's a great he's a great dear Nazi here. So like with renegades and the Daily Spurber here, he you know he doesn't have a high opinion of you nimbus retards. Boo hoo hoo Hey, don't have a high opinion. I, I think he he heard yet last night's show, which was all about a minute or so. I was tired, and Tattered Flag called me up and said, "Mark, you sound like you would definitely warm over." I said, "Oh yeah, I was. You know, I I didn't I didn't have I you know I just even couldn't get up and wash Roxy, you know you know change your bedding or do anything here. I was just so I was just so tired. I went ahead and made two entries in my forum. And I went to bed, you know, I I mean, I just, 10 o'clock came, and I was, you know, I was not doing well here. I mean, my heart was hurting, you know what I mean? Nobody, my left arm was hurting. I mean, that means, you know, when your heart is hurting or something like that, it means it's time to take a freaking rest here, time to lay down. Time to just simply make sure you got your piss jugs right, you know, handy here, and just take a big, long slurp of a nice, cool, non-sugared, non-caffeinated drink, you know, and water is best here. Just slurp up, just slurp up a long, you know, I mean, not really super cold, but essentially cool, cold, sorry, cool, cold water. And just lay down here and, you know, tell Belzy Pup to jump up there here and, you know, this time of year, you only have two or three fleas here. It's not like the summertime. And what you do is just, you know, do your prayer, and then you just lay down. Just go sleep. And that's what I did here. I was I was very much off of here. I decided I was going to do a show of makeup. Anyway, I was I was listening to old Bitch Boobaros uh, and, uh, you know, and Uncle Tom Zogpig Bowie. And, you know, Uncle Tom Zogpig Bowie was talking about how he had uh, – you know, had started laughing like a hyena, you know, a zog pig, laughing zog pig. And it was when uh, you had more skelettes, uh niggers of Islam auxiliary, uh, you know, over when, you know, that year was spent to yap about the South African project. So you had a few, you know, critters look just like niggers, you know, like like high yellows or like brown real, but not quite as dark, uh, running around in their Aryan nation's uniforms here, which looks like, well, it looks like one of them former Texaco, you know, I mean, you know, way back when, you know, when I was young, you know, you would, used to have uh, people would pump the gas. You can trust your car to the man who wears the star, the big, bright Texaco star. Hell, they, they ought to. They ought to divide up old Texas here into a number of parts, and, you know, like South Texaco, West Texaco, Central Texaco, Northern Texaco, Eastern Texaco. <laughs> just call it what it is here. You know, I mean, you know, they all just call it, uh, you know, that's like Mexifornia here. They all just, they all have a, you know, they all divvy up Texas into uh, up to four or five years, like they said they would way back in 1845, and call it Texaco. 
<laughs> you know, uh, North Texaco, South Texaco, East Texaco, West Texaco, Central Texaco. <laughs> what does that mean? Well, there ain't no room for white people. Well, uh, folks, people worry about that. I don't. I mean, shoot. When Uyghurs decide to stop being Uyghurs and they start killing, you know, essentially, tra- you know, race traitor Uyghurs and lawyers and judges and big lies, you know, and niggers and beaners and Jews, they go ahead and they just turn feral Amon Gilk, you know, <laughs> Amon Gilk, you know, on the Jew boys and the niggers and the rest here. They turn mean, they turn feral. They turn walking, you know, anti-Quigger, walking dead fear on these cocksuckers. Well, then we will have a fucking change. But till then, why, they'll all be a bunch of conservatives like old Cut Hair Walrus here. He's fighting with Jew be allowed on this forum here. I don't know. Maybe I'll show up one of these days here. Am I still allowed, Cut Hair? So, I don't know. Maybe, maybe I ought to write some articles, but... Uh, yeah, old uh, Selby, I went ahead and Googled Kevin Lee Selby and most of the articles about this cocksucker of mine. And I'm going to talk about how you know, these people will not obey Missouri state law. Now, folks, uh, I got first here this little order from the judge here. You'll say I have 14 days to show cause as to why the case against well, Piggle can Hippo should not be dismissed. And then, you know, uh, the long, you know, why the case against the long-lost Corporal Barnes and Sheriff Ken Copeland shouldn't be dismissed. Well, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and, uh, you know, be truthful. I mean, the pigs knew who I was, even though I'd never seen me. I mean, as I said, the policy is that, guess what, there's a half-bearded maniac who wants to kill us all, uh, fuck with him whenever you get a chance to. But be careful in fucking with him because he's been known to sue. You know, and hey, Piglet, well, hey, you know, I've, I've come to a change of heart about Piglet. As I look at it, you know, I mean, in, in the lawsuit was started for the sole purpose of making sure that Piglet did not sell the house and the farm to Beaners and then pocket the money. And folks, the lawsuit, you know, uh, you know, succeeded with that. The farms, you know, the house and the farm. It's going to be divided up three ways between me, Piglet, and sister. So, hey, it was successful. And I've come to the conclusion it's a shoot. A man who will kill his own mother for money. Well, there's no telling what he might do here, especially kill, well, you know, that idiot lawyer, Terry Neff's father, who has $25 million at least. You know, or, you know, uh, Selby's mother, if he, if the critter has a mother. Perigo, I don't know if Perigo has a mother here. Uh, when I was in Nuthouse, his father died all alone in the Mount Vernon, uh, Mount Vernon uh, Veterans Unit, all alone here. He, he had bed sores. He was an old fart here. He died all alone. So, hey, I mean, shoot. About everything has a mother. Hell, even rattlesnakes have mothers. Even Gila monsters have mothers. Even Jews have mothers. But it takes it takes uh, it takes the you know the orange hybrid nigger side of the family here, which will which will go ahead. I'm not, I'm sort of shy of mother myself. Thanks to Peter. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, 
But then, yeah, I mean, no, I've had some of I've had some of Piglet's buddies here, who I call flappers and hyenas here. They were trying to convince me that mom wanted to die in South Dakota. Maybe she did. You know, maybe Bill called and said, Mom, I'm gonna go to prison. You know, you know, I don't want I don't want I don't want old Mark I don't want brother you know, older old Mark and you know how Mark does here. He always he always used to make fun of you here. He always used to argue with you here. He always used to treat you like you were you had the mind of a ten year old. And well, you know <laughs> she did. She did have the mind of a ten year old on a good day. I mean old Jenny was sort of mean to her. Yeah. I I folks I have I found out before my nuthouse days is that you know, hey, you uh you abuse a young female child. So at the age of eight or nine or ten, there's something that you know. There's something that doesn't develop in them, you know. And that's even occurred with niggers here. I mean, shit, you know. On this nuthouse ward, you had a bunch of she bones here, and they they grew up to kill their nigglets or something like that here. But some of them were just merely cracked because their their daddy or their uncle or their brother or whatever went ahead diddled them when they were eight or nine. You know what I mean? And my mom got some sort of sexual abuse to where, guess what? She, you know, she, her brain didn't, you know, her brain didn't function. She was, you know, but she never, she never really, she never was abusive to us children. Now, what my dad would say is that, guess what? Uh, Martina, say, Martina, every single one of your children has successfully outsmarted you before they were the age of four, and Martin did before the age of two. I was the most willful of all of them here. <laughs> oh, I was a willful little brat. What's a mean little brat? <laughs> and, you know, and, you know, shoot, Mom liked pretending she was smart and shit, and she wasn't. You know what I mean? I mean, argue with Bob is sort of like argue with Russ Walker. I mean, you're talking to two retards. You know, and the retards, say, you know, I mean, you know, I've never seen a really self-aware retard. A self, I've never seen a real self-aware retard. I mean, every single retard thinks that somehow they are smart. They're just fooling everybody because they have their own little metal game and they are fooling you. They aren't retards. You're the retard. And and what happens is that uh, guess what? Guess what? A lot of them, especially in male retards, they will have this little fucking smirk, you know. And if you want to talk about a retard which had a smirk here, why old Dumbia was the you know case in point here. You know, Dumbia had a fucking smirk. You know, he's a fucking retard, but he had a smirk. It ain't torture when I torture, because I'm so much better here. You know, the smirk here. And my son-in-law, my first son-in-law, had the same little little smirk here. You know what I mean? Uh, he he actually, I think, has a little mind. Thinks he's you know smarter than you. Now I haven't seen too many female retards with smirks. It's usually just male retard, male white retards that have smirks. Okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, let's see here. <laughs> uh, let's see. Yes, yeah, Russ is a. Uh, you know, yeah, look, yeah, guess three who I think is Tonto. Uh, Russ, Russ claims to be a, you know, uh, 
you know, chemical petroleum engineer. Russ claims to be a lawyer. Uh, oh, my. Hasn't been that long ago. Russ, I will go ahead and ask Russ here. I said, Russ, you went to law school. When did you go to law school? Well, I went to law school in 1996. I said, okay. Uh, but you went to prison for tax evasion, didn't you? He said, yes. I said, well, Russ, why don't you simply take advantage of the Cheek versus IRS 1991 decision where you cannot be accused of willfully violating income tail laws to about filing income tax if you believe you have a constitutional right to not testify against yourself. Well, what happens is that Russ did know, or maybe he didn't know about Cheek versus IRS. But he engaged in real income tax evasion. That is illegal. It is illegal to lie to the government. It's not illegal for the government to lie to you. By the way, there's a there's a tard. There's a there's an Anglo Mestizo tard. I, I forget his name here. I think his last name is Meek here. You know, and that's appropriate here. I, I call him I call him uh you know
tonight the microphone will let me down. Come from danger. Call out for super thickin'. He's like to do the job, it's like a put your ticket. Call out for super thickin'. Call out for super thickin'. That's the Murphy's Law. <laughs> you know, you gotta you gotta understand here the shit will shit will be fucked up in many cases. Let's go on the air that bad real says, Come come. Let's let's say you come dumb. Sword back the sensors the air not all day. Steve for party, can't take the break ways. Short baggage, the mother's after you. Short member, he chews your ass to do. Short member, the mother's after you. Short member, he can't eat you, you know. Then when you're done, it's really crazy clowns. Wait, well, I learned they can't blow member baggage down. Short men sent through the internet all day. Even for us, those can't take faggot ways. Short member, after this dead after you. The short member show! Short member, after this dead after you. Sword Nadler, it was your after through. Sword Nadler, that men busters after you. Sword Nadler, it was your after through.
bad, Gato. <laughs> oh, heck. What I like, what I like. What I like about the link, the Ohio court system, it is, you know, I mean, shoot, it's, you know, the population is about, what, four or five times the size of Missouri? Well, maybe not that much, but you know, it's, it's, it's got a lot more people in it, about the same area, maybe smaller than Missouri does. And I've driven, I've driven in southern, you know, the southern, which is you know, right next to the Ohio River, and that's uh, actually a beautiful country, rolling country here. And I've been, you know, really around uh, the plains of uh, Lake Erie, where hey, it's you know, it can be cold, but sort of moderate. But on the other hand, Lake Erie, I mean, if you are in Buffalo, New York, or uh, Erie, Pennsylvania, or Ohio, around Metro, I would say here, around the mistake by the lake. Why it snows a lot, but it's not quite as cold. It's not as cold as South Dakota because it has that big old body of water here. You'll you'll see Lake Ontario and somewhere up there is Canada, and then Lake Erie in Ontario, and you know, uh, like uh, what's his name? It was Canadian, uh, Gordon Lightfoot here. About the wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald here, Lake Superior, Lake Huron, Lake Michigan, Lake Michigan, uh, what Lake? You know, farther below Lake Ontario takes in what Lake Erie can center. So, you know, I mean, uh, you got uh, you got some of the geography lessons from old uh, Gordon Lightfoot, but I mean, he was a Kanekistan here. He was a Kanekistani here. Uh, you know, I used to love listening to those records here. But uh, where was I? The Ohio the Ohio court system, the Ohio court rules. They are a model of clarity compared to Missouri court rules. And from what I gather, they actually get the stuff done. Now, what I'm going to do is I'm going to do the same thing I did the federal system. I'm going to go ahead and join Finkelsheny. I'm going to go ahead and join, uh, oh, uh, let's see, Meerkat, Mark Downey, Debbie Downey, uh, Matt Twat, Zogbach. I'm going to go ahead and name, I'm going to go ahead and add to uh, old nigger lips bullshit case here. I said, hey, look. Uh, we can go ahead and do it this way. We can do it the other way here. I know damn well what Swordinger's going to do. He's going to try to file motion after motion after motion after motion. He's not supposed to file these fucking motions. You know, hey, you know, let's bring it to trial. Let me go ahead and find out all the stuff. But look, uh, look, Judge, uh, why don't you go ahead and just charge $25,000 against the worthless bastard? And that way, until he pays it here, he won't be able to make up any more of these bogus lawsuits. Folks, I'm number 27 of 28 of these fuckers. And he is freaking out because I am buying at a dime. I mean, I don't want to pay electronic fee. It's a dollar a page for electronic fee. It's only a dime, you know, for paper, which doesn't really make sense here. It's, you know, I mean, but hey, they do it the old-fashioned way. And hey, the Ohio rules, the Ohio courts is actually more smooth and streamlined by far than the state of Missouri or the federal courts for that matter. Well, the bad thing about having streamlined, you end up having old nigger lips. He's able to go ahead and file 28 of these fuckers. You know what I mean? So, in any case, where was I here? Uh, yeah, it's cloudy all winter here. Uh, okay, well, we have Tonto. We have Tonto. Uh, guess three is Tonto Britain here. Okay, Tonto. Uh, let's see. <laughs> oh, hell. Tonto, you know. Hey, Tonto, you know, really, you came seeking me. 
you know, you turned on me. You know, shit, you wanted to sell for 50000 and I got your intent. You went through it like a Pine Ridge Red Nigger, though, quick enough. You know, heck, maybe what you ought to do, Tonto, is you ought to just simply recognize, you know, Cody as your son. Don't worry about Coach Heath, the lawyer in Alaska. You know, he, you know, he really don't want anything to do with you. You know what I mean? And daughter number one, why, well, seems like she usually wants to uh, stay in Nebraska from my gather. So, Marty's all happy. Tonto's in the room. Yes, Tonto. Let's see. Oh, yes, the Hal Turner soundboard. I got to go ahead and look at that here. <laughs> I really see it. of the Hal Turner show, especially around 2005. I mean, the mams are from Mentor. Why, hey, he was a fixture over there. <laughs> okay. Uh, folks, I, I, want, I want to vote as to whether or not I should, you know, since this is a special turn, the rules are relaxed here. Uh, I want you all to you know, opine as to whether or not I should mute or block Marty Chelmo. Now, usually, this was a standard show. Marty Chummel would be flushed because he's not supposed to call me Marty Chummel. I don't like that. You know, but on the other hand, why you tars don't really give a fuck what I you know, like or not, okay? Good evening, Marty. Oh, heck here. Uh, don't care. All righty here. Well, uh, I will... I don't know if I'm going to listen to it all. I just may let, you know, hey, folks, I was look, I was looking, answering Brian Reel's bullshit here, and you Nimbuster Tards, some of you, especially you, Nick, are, it's just so damn good at Photoshopping. So damn good at Photoshopping. Of course, there's another character, uh, he tweet, you know, he's on Twitter here. I went ahead and I looked. And there's already a different Martin Linstead on Twitter. I'm Pastor Linstead, but there's a different Martin Linstead on Twitter. And he is obviously a Nimbus retard. He has all these pictures of Brian Real, but he puts a, you know, he puts a uncircumcised dick, you know, right where old bigger lips, uh, you know, knows it. <laughs> you know, I mean, you know, really, really. No, I, you know, really, when it comes to tards, you either fight them. You know, you fight them or you don't. It's just usually to laugh with them than to essentially be laughed at by them. Now, sometimes they will laugh at you, and if you are all but hurt easy, you're going, you know, like old nigger lips is, why you're going to, you're going to uh, swat at them. They're going to draw blood. They're going to raise welts here, as opposed to, okay, we got a tard. We got tards. And folks, but you know, you you nimbus retards in many cases do make the turd roar. You tards, you tards, of course. Uh, you know, now, folks, you are not obsequious tards. You are not 
loyal tards. You are not, or you're sort of loyal tards in some cases, but you are not, you're not really housebroken tards. I've never seen a nimbuster tard, which really you could trust to, you know, just, you know, just pee like a little mouse in the corner here. I mean, well, sometimes you nimbuster tards, you just, you know, you're always full of shit here. And you'll just go ahead and take a big, big ass old dump in, in the main walkway of a place, right on the freaking carpet too. Uh, and the question is whether to grab you by your, you know, by the scruff of your neck and you know, see your pants and rub your nose a bit and kick your ass out the door. Okay, so <laughs> not all of them busters are bad. Yeah, there were some good dumb busters. There are some. There are some. Uh, there are some. Uh, there are some good. There are some good dumb busters. Hell, I used to whack a little Tonto until he turned on me. Of course, Tonto probably is convincing himself that, you know, I turned on him. You know, and heck, it, you know, it hurt initially when old Tonto wouldn't, uh, you know, wouldn't call back, but he was going to ask him out for old nigger lips here. So, hey. So we're, we're looking back to where old nigger lips is claiming, I never threatened to rape any old woman, any woman, or shove a spear through the head of any old woman. Well, yes, you did, nigger lips. As I told Tonto, I said, ah, you know, when it occurred, I said, Tonto, don't worry about it. See, sometimes you know, we would, we would, we would, we would uh, team troll. Eel Iris or Finkelsheenies. Swordinger never would let us troll all the shit here, but we would troll you liars, and sometimes way back when Finkelstein really wouldn't allow any trolling either here. You liar would. You liar would. I mean, and the trick was to convince him you were a nigger or a beaner because then he liar would try to convert you to CI dentistry. You know, whereas if it was, you know, me here, you'd realize, oh, shit, this is Marty. And uh, you'd have Matt Twat Zogba. He would, you know, he would be, he would be on my case real quick here. You know, you know when they were talking this papist preterism, I said, well, if uh, the Roman Catholic Church put Satan into the pit for a thousand years, why don't they just put him back in the pit again here? You know, we can have another millennium. <laughs> uh, folks, whenever you have somebody talk religion. You know, uh, it's it's considered bad form to ask questions. It really is. Now, me, I believe what I believe, and I got a reason for it. I can show in the Bible why I believe that. But yeah, and usually the best way to do it is just simply have strong beliefs about just certain things, and then the rest of it just let it, you know, just slow and let it go. Here, you know, what I mean they. The Bible is not an instruction manual for nuclear physics or calculus or algebra or chemical engineering or paleontology or archaeology or anything like that here. It just is what it is, and well, pretty well, it just sticks to basic points, basic principles. And what you do is you stick with the basic principles and then just let the rest of it just sort of, you know, hey. Just let it run off your back here. That's why. That's why I can have a. Uh, that's why I can have a discussion with you know a retard like Westfer here. With Westfer, Westfer will be dogmatic about some sort of stupid crap, and I guess every dog got to have its dogma. 
And then, 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 uh, you know, then uh, when you go ahead and get on his case in specifics, all of a sudden Russ has to run off here. You know, he's he's a troubled man. He's made enough trouble. Okay. So yeah, it'll teach you what you need to know. You don't need to know everything. I mean, really. Shouldn't you be satisfied with what you got? If Yahweh wants you to drive a Buick, he'll let you drive a Buick. If he wants you to drive a Ford F-150 pickup truck, he'll be driving a Ford F-150 pickup truck. Or what happens is the tires will all dry rot, and Yahweh will allow that, and essentially have to jack them up on blocks here, and... uh, you know, you'll have to jack up the Ford F-150 on blocks and leave it be. You know what I mean? Yahweh wants me to drive, obviously wants me to drive a $1,000, 1990, you know, Buick Sabre. You know, uh, that's, that's Yahweh's will. You shouldn't, you shouldn't go ahead and question it here. You know, uh, and, and by the way, by the way, that, you know, that Buick, that Buick is actually about as nice a car as any of I've ever driven here. You know what I mean? It only cost me, well, it didn't cost me $1,100, but I called my $1,000 Buick. And, oh, like last year, I had to put, oh, I had to put around $200 on a water pump and a serpentine belt. So, hey, and then this year, why, I had to buy two tires, and I had to, uh, I had to uh, get one of the front-end uh, thingamajigs fixed, and I had to pay 50 bucks for, you know, to realign it. So, there. You know, so this year the Buick cost me three hundred bucks here. You gotta, you know, you gotta put something in here. You know what I mean? But hey, I mean, Pickle doesn't believe that I bought all them damn. I have about three, four hundred cinder blocks uh, laying around in piles. You know, from my uh, from my gardens, and uh, hey, he doesn't believe that I actually bought them all. You know, in a you know in a quarter ton Buick here. I mean, really, you have to hold six, seven hundred pounds here in the truck with cinder blocks and shit. And uh, hey, I mean, you know, I mean, what I do is that uh, the old last trip is usually at Lowe's, and I pick up the cinder blocks I bought on sale, and then I drive home. And you know, tonight, uh, well, I felt like chicken tonight, so we had Walmart chicken, and we had some fried okra, and we had some. Uh, we had some jalapeno poppers. I ate all the potato wedges. You know, I don't let Roxy have too many carbs. And Poopy Dog, why, he didn't want to eat his damn doggy kibble. He wanted to eat the bones here. So we let him have the bones. I mean, Roxy has more teeth, a lot more teeth than I do, but she don't like to eat the bones either. So we had a, we had a final time here. We had a little picnic. A little picnic, and then I was tired, and I was listening to old Bitch Booberos and, uh, uh, Bitch Booberos and, uh, well, Uncle Tom's dog pig go ask them out with each other. And everything was fine. Okay? Well, <laughs> well yeah, it'll, it'll, uh, you know, it'll, it'll, uh, it has a little, uh, it has a little V6 engine in it. Hey. You know, I mean, that, that old Buick, you know, sometimes, you know, I mean, it's not like the Geo Metro. The Geo Metro, uh, it only goes 70 miles an hour. Uh, if you had me, Roxy, uh, a couple hundred pounds of canned goods here, and fat ass on it here, you know, shoot. 
you know, it would it would go it would go up speeds up to seventy five mile an hour here if you had a long enough hill. But uh, you know, heck, uh, only had what two cylinders firing out of three, and you know, it it was but it was less economical in gas than that damn Buick is here with a V six here. And so as a result, I'm able to I'm able to go ahead and drive that V six like crazy here. I mean, I like a Buick here. You know, wouldn't you really rather drive a Buick? Now, I used to like Chevy's quite a bit, but hey, it's a Buick. Now, I'd like Pontiac's too. So usually I like a GM product. Uh, you know, especially when you go ahead and, uh, you know, you get them relatively cheap. I mean, I just made one payment. I made one payment from a Buick. I just, uh, you know, dug up some $100 bills here. You know, and the guy, he's looked at them and he sniffed them and, you know, okay, well, okay. He sort of knew what I was up to here. I mean, you know, and he can sort of tell, he can sort of tell you don't trust banks too much here. It smells like camphor. You know, you, don't, you, know, you go ahead and you put mothballs in the mason jar where you have the money at. You know, I mean, you have it in a quart, you know, quart mason jar here. You know, that, you know, that damn money will smell like damn mothballs here. I mean, that's just the way it is here. So in case, uh, you know, have a final time, and uh, hey, we uh, headed on home, you know, headed on home, and uh, I stopped over at the, uh, at the, uh, this other church here. Now, they're talking about rent, I'm talking about renting out my church in Kansas City to some guy and his, uh, his wife and his daughter and his two grandkids, and they're white, so. I'm thinking, you know, I mean, uh, I told the guy he was looked at, he's going to be my agent. Well, $400 a month, which I get 300 and my agent gets 100 and hey, uh, well, shoot, we're doing okay. Of course, there's room for about four or five families like that. And it's a huge church. Anyway, let's see here. Crown Ricks, too. Yeah, Crown Ricks are okay. Oh, of course, they're Fords. Anyway, uh, <laughs> what do non-Negroes eat? Uh, I don't know. I like fried chicken, too. I like watermelon, for that matter. I like cantaloupe. I used to like beans quite a bit, uh, but, you know, shit. Uh, you know, when you get gout here, then you got to sort of go easy on the beans. The beans... Uh, the beans might not do good. Oh, by the way, I'm looking at uh, Charlie Rose's the week. They're going to have old Lion Ryan be secretary of the house, but they have a they have the spawn of Pierre Trudeau, the spawn of Pierre Trudeau, who essentially uh, he you know people got tired of the cocksucker who was pretending to be conservative, you know, you know some sort of limey bastard. They they kicked his ass out, and maybe. Uh, you know, Cornelio Condreo can go ahead and talk about. But essentially, this here little, this little frog, this little frog, you know, Mike Harry's into boxing, too, you know, bare-knuckle boxing or something. And what he did is that, you know, he may not be, you know, he may not be a Trump or anything like that. In fact, he, he just went ahead and told old, uh, old, uh, old nigger, old Mongo, is that, well, guess what? Uh, we're not going to fuck. We're not going to fuck with uh, maintaining your terrorists. We're not going to fuck with maintaining your terrorists in Syria and Iraq. I mean, we're going to just go ahead and pull Canadian 
warplanes uh, from dicking with this shit. I mean, we got plenty of war. What the fuck do we need to mess with uh, overseas? So this uh, this uh, young frog, you know, the spawn of Pierre Trudeau who started bringing these damn logs into the country, the young frog, uh, from my gather, decided to say the heck with it. He decided to say the heck with it, and he did say the heck with it. He, uh, you know, pretty well... You know, for my dad, he's not going to go ahead and do stupid NATO tricks, which is good, really. really is good. All right. Oh, yes, uh, they they had, what, the 30th anniversary of Back to the Future. Now, I remember in 1984, you know, to the future was 30 years away in 2015. And that's, you know, what happens is that he's uh, the old Marty McFly or whatever, uh, he's uh, to the future with old Biff. He's with old Biff and old Biff. You know, back to you know, we went to the back here and uh, you know got his mom to uh, like dorky dad and uh, you know save himself from being conceived here rather than fuck his own mom. So in case we went back to the future where old Biff here is now, well he's sort of like Donald Trump, a casino owner or whatever. All right. So okay. Yeah, well, that, that's I, I don't know why anybody buys a fucking F-35. Why don't you? Why don't they just recondition all these F-15s and F-16s? Because essentially, a fighter plane isn't really designed to fucking sneak through here and pretend to be. Oh, it's a flying piece of shit. No, I mean heck. Uh, what you do is you have plenty of guns and missiles and shit like that. And guess what? We're coming for you cocksuckers here. And uh, you know, I don't see why. Why an F-15 and F-15, you know, they're much the same plane, but with two engines or one engine. Just simply recondition these fucking F-15s and F-16s. Just melt down the old ones and then recondition them here and then put up a new... You know, I mean, essentially just, you know, I mean, you have what? You still have B-52 bombers from 1952. You know, how old are them damn things? Uh, they said the great-grandson, uh, one of the original pilots from 1952, was flying one of them. You know, if you're going to recondition a B-52, I don't see why you couldn't recondition a lot of F-15s and F-16s rather than these these shit uh, these shit uh, Zog planes here. You know what I mean? Yeah, well, you can build. You can build. You don't even need to build twenty thousand. You can build what? Oh, a couple thousand every year. You know, fact fact is is that the the tank. The tank is so 1943. Now, something like a Scud missile here isn't really much better than the early German V1s. Now you'll have you'll have you'll have just like the case in North Korea. They're not stupid. They're not stupid gooks here. They're able to have a nuclear program. And they're able to fix. You know, they're able to create missiles which will eventually become intercontinental ballistic ones. Here, the Iranians are the same. 
really, really. Uh, they were they were talking about this way back thirty some years ago when I was in engineering school. And even back in 1979, 1980, they were talking, especially you know, for in the military here at the tail end of the Carter Army, they were talking about having weapons which were far more, which were far more advanced than you know the ability of your average GI soldier. Especially, you got to realize about a third of them are niggers, you know, and their third are wops and Puerto Ricans. Well, not wops, but uh, spicks and Puerto Ricans and shit like that. And they're only about, oh, around a third of them swigger. And most of you, I mean, you're, you're not going to be a rocket scientist if you're damn in, in the Army here. You might be a competent NCO or something like that here. But, you know, hey, you know, I mean, your, be, your best heavy machine gun is a, you know, is a Ma Deuce 50 caliber Browning. Your best, your best uh, battlefield uh uh, rifle really is the M14. You know, you can't improve on a Claymore mine. All what? Late? Well, early 20th century technology. Can't improve on it. So, yeah, I would say an F-15, F-16, well, hey, just recondition them. You want to have a tank and, a, you know, a, uh, a M1 tank here, heavy tank. You want to have an APC, why, a Bradley or a M113? They're adequate. So you know, no, no. Uh, what what happens? It's not the technology, which is improving. Is it the people who man it? Are well, they're becoming more and more niggerized. They're becoming more and more, you know, beanerized. They're, they're third world people, and you're not going to have a first world country with third world people in. That's why Zog Babylon is not in good shape here. I've been on that panel with that bitch, you know, Hillary. I'd say, hey, look, Hillary, yeah, we're, we're running a partisan operation. Guess what, Hillary? You are not going. You're not going to have your turn. Folks, it isn't even so much that, you know, you are opposing it. It's that you are not helping Zog out. Zog is not competent. Zog is not all-knowing. Zog is not really much of anything. Have your own house in order. Have your own affairs in order. I mean, this show show is about telling you that maybe rather than follow some fearless leader, maybe you ought to be able to take care of yourself and be a leader for others. A compassionate, wise, albeit sometimes ruthless warlord type. I'm trying to talk to you beta plus males to go ahead and make you an alpha minus male. Yep. 
That's what you know, that's what you really ought to do. Improve yourself. Don't follow after. Don't follow after some you know great white hope or fearless leader or David Duck or Jewboy Linder or any other of these tards. You need you need your own shit together as best you can. That's what you need to do. Be satisfied with who you are and what you got. Well, that was always Giant Tonto's problem. He wanted to be, oh, he wanted to whine about how Uncle Newman here, you know, doomed him to a life of essentially being hated. Well, no. Uncle Newman lived his own life. You all live yours. Don't want to be, don't want to be something else other than what you are. If when you're 17, you went ahead and got you some more red nigger pussy here, and you went ahead and got her to open her legs twice, so you got two sons by it, well, hey, fess up and admit it and live with it. You know, I mean, hey, you, you, know, you shot your wad. You're far more successful late than night point than most of Dan Jobs is. Own it. I'm not saying it's something to be proud of, but on the other hand, it is who you are. Be satisfied with who you are. Now, don't be pathetic here like a Jew boy like Fink here. I mean, hey, yes, I'm a murderous pig. Guess what? <coughs> I'm just simply going to oh, live my life and get along with my Jew kids and dandle, you know, dandle on my leg my Jew grandbabies and have done with it. Now, pretend to be a Greek scholar when you can't even speak freaking English. Be satisfied with who you are. If you have dissatisfaction with who you are, figure out how you want to make yourself better. I would say, I would say, of bowel movement leaders here, I'm the most introspective. I'm the most calculating. And some days, some days I get a lot done. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh, Selby just had to tell me here that if I kept on going where I was going here, why I'd go someplace where I didn't like here, want to be. And, yeah, okay. Well, I wonder if I ask Nuthouse or Jail here, if that's going to, you know, take, put that little Mongol judge over the, over the uh, top here. Well, you know, no need to risk it. I mean, hey, I have somebody's ass I have to wipe and feed. I do get a lot of love here from those I pick after and feed here, be they Poopy Dog or Roxy.
I'm not really a lovable man here, so sometimes I got to go ahead and pay for the love here. Be it, you know, be it a uh, be it a bag of dog food, or you know, some chicken bones, or uh, you know, bring home some pistachio pudding here. All right. So, in any case, here. Yeah, they used to say Jews were retarded. All right, these less retarded to please here. Well, you're you're somewhat right, guess forty. But you don't need to be a tart. You don't need to be a fearless leader. You need to be satisfied with who you are. Okay. So I'm going to wind it down. This is a makeup turd because yesterday uh, I hadn't had too much sleep, and I was—I mean, shoot—I could, you know, I could feel my, you know, I, you know, I was very tired, and I could feel, uh, well, I could feel my pulse, blood pressure rising here, and my heart and my left arm were hurting. So I didn't have too much energy more than to just make two placeholders on the form. Feed the puppy dog, feed Roxy. Didn't you have didn't even have the uh didn't even have the energy to get her up and you know, get her up and change her bedding. So I just simply called in and said, Hey, I'm I'm done in. That was last night. Any case here. Uh, <laughs> to Andrew, uh, well, you know, I don't know what job, a fucking job to Andrew here. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what a POC lady boy is. Andre the nigger. And I was, I was listening. I mean, old, old tattered flag. He, he called in via Skype here while I was listening to Finkelstein and Finkelstein. Finkelstein's done something different here. He can't control talk show as much as he wants. So he's not recording on talk show. He's recording on Jew speak. I mean, team speak. Where he has his, uh, he has about eight or nine of his parts, including old nigger lips here. Uh, one, one time, you know, the team speak uh, drained over to talk to you, and I got to see here Mamzer. You know, mentor Mamzer monotone. I mean, shoot. I mean, old nigger lips voice here really just sort of raises the uh, my neck hairs, you know, the hairs in the back of my neck. You know, I mean, my long hairs cover my neck here, but, you know, you, you have some short hairs right around where you're, your neck and shoulders are here, you know, right around your backbone here, sort of like a little poopy dog here. Sometimes they'll look like a one of them little miniature black devil dog Rhodesian Ridgebacks here. And they're called Ridgebacks because they, I guess they've been bred to have a, a bit of fur or hair, you know, perpetually stand up here. You know what I mean? But sometimes I'll see old Belsey Pup, he is just on a tear, barking at people riding or driving by or at cars and, you know, school buses, and he will just, yep, 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 and then he'll go and dig with his rear 
you know, foot here is that I own this place here. Fuck with me. You come on the place, I'll rip you a new one. You know what I mean? <laughs> You'll go to the end of his chain here, which is all about six feet shy of the road. He's not allowed in the road here. He'd get run over. He's somewhat, you know, he's not as bad a door dasher as he was this April. But hey, you know, sometimes you know, sometimes I hear the mountain monotone and just like that little poopy doll here of mine. I mean, you know, and I don't really have that much hair. I'm not really a hairy fellow here. You know, I didn't have a single chest hair until I was 25 or 26. But uh, you'll have a little, you know, you'll, you'll, I mean, I'll just, you'll just sort of feel, I guess, your fuzz on the back of your neck sort of rise. You know what I mean? I don't really have a very hairy back at all here. Ah. In any case, uh, I have more than I did, you know, before the age of 25 or 26, though. But uh, in any case, yeah, uh, that's just the way things are. In case here, I'm going to uh, <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and call it a night. This was a makeup turd here. I was listening to pathetic. Uh, I was listening to pathetic. Yo, Uncle Tom's dog pig and Bitch Boobros and uh, Terry Flag called me up. Says uh, Bitch Boobros is playing awful music, and he's having a show every night on uh, you know Sperm Fart Northwest. He's not recording any of it. I says, well, yes, you got to realize he's a red nigger tart. Of course, a couple times I've asked, you know, he, he will go ahead and mute me. And uh, they had me muted at least most of the time, so I just went back to bed here. You know, I listened to the beater phone. I was all sort of snoring. Let my, you know, chain, you know harness your unconscious. And all I could think of is, you know, you know how I go ahead whenever you have some tars talking about some so-called Greek politics, you go ahead and say, answer me this, you know, smart boy. You know, sort of like Hillary here. That's why I would have asked here. Uh, Hillary, if uh, Russia attacks Turkey from the rear, will Greece help? <laughs> well, I can think of is, if old Uncle Tom Zogbeg attacks old bitch Bugros from the rear, will Greece help <laughs> Certainly can't hurt. <laughs> In case here, uh, all righty here. So anyway, I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and well, I, I found them I found them funny. I found them amusing. So uh, you know they were indeed amusing. Anyway, I'm gonna go ahead and call night. I'm gonna go ahead and say hail victory. Yahweh bless and good night. White and clad in black are we, I-I-O, and we'll stamp out the tyranny, I-I-O. White men go, we vote ho, on the city roof, let the red cock grow.
White go Civil War, ho! I'm not sure now, frogs, let red blood flow. Bad of Del Daddy, this man, carry my eyes. All who was in the ruling man, carry my eyes. White mango, revolt home on the city roof. Let the red cock grow. White mango, civil war home on the corner of Let red blood flow. Oh, white man, there I pursue the Jews. I lay low. I'm juggling next week on our boots to stamp out the throat. White mango, revolt ho, on the city roof, let the red cock grow. White mango, civil war ho, on the courthouse lawns, let red blood flow. She must only love the school. The love of God our only need. Fire-ho. White men go, revolt-ho. On the city roof, let the red cock grow. White men go, civil war-ho. I'm a court of long, red, red blood flow. We'll conquer for our causes right. Hi-yi-yo. Our sons won't have to go and fight. Hi-yi-yo. White men go, we vote home. On the city roof, let the red cock grow. White men go, civil war ho. On the courthouse lawns, let red blood flow. Hail victory. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.